far. Calling all mediocre males. Women's sports is up for grabs. It's time to live your dream. The Kate Daly Show starts now. So it's not going to be easy. It's going to be really hard. And we're going to have to work at this every day, but I want to do that because I want you. I want all of you forever, you and me, every day. <laughs> Will you do something for me, please? You just picture your life for me 30 years from now, 40 years from now. I would rather have had one breath of her hair, one kiss of her mouth, one touch of her hand, than an eternity without it. One. We live in a cynical world. A cynical world. And we work in a business of tough competitors. I love you. You complete me. And I just had... Shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello. You had me at hello. Oh my gosh, welcome. Um, last hour, Kate Daly Show, katedalyradio.com. You had me at hello. I love it. You know those movies. I love those movies, <laughs> by the way. And um, yes, I'm a romantic. I just can't stand Valentine's Day. But happy Valentine's Day to all of you who enjoy it. And I appreciate you guys. Um, and uh, of course, you can call up or or we'll try to we'll, we'll try to squeeze some calls in. 888-673-1450. I've got Susan uh, Reeve with me. She joins me on this hour every Wednesday. I appreciate you coming on because we have a lot of news. We have a lot of things to catch up on in the news. And then we also are going to talk about men and women. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. All right. I can't wait. I can't wait. Okay. So this will be interesting. I, I did want to let people know, um, Mitt Romney, biggest sellout. Um, I apologize. My state gave you Mitt Romney. Um, he doesn't even live in my state, but we gave you Mitt Romney. And, um, yeah, he's the worst. He's about the worst. Here is uh, Mitt talking about the $95 billion of foreign aid. Here we go. As United States senators, Most we're important. not being asked to send American troops into war. We are asked to help the Ukrainians defend themselves. If we fail to help Ukraine, Putin will invade a NATO nation. He may delay his next invasion until he rebuilds his decimated military. Um, is it decimated? Because if it's decimated, why are we sending money over? It's like, you can't have both mer- narratives, Mitt. And then also uh, talking about how we have to help the Ukrainians. No, really, it's us. It's our substation America over there. So um, I just thought it was funny that he said uh, that, that Russia was um, decimated, although we still have to send gobs of money over there. And this just passed, right, Susan? Yeah, it just passed in the Senate, and uh, there were some Republicans, including Mitt Romney, who voted for it. Mm. And I thought it was funny that Chuck Schumer already has this visit scheduled to go over to Ukraine, and someone commented, with the whole group of people, a congressional delegation, what better way to collect your kickbacks than to lead a congressional delegation over to Ukraine Mm -hmm. after you pass the money? Is, so that made perfect sense to me. Isn't that interesting? And then also, did you hear uh, Mitt Romney say that Russia will get them, will attack them? You know, it's been a year and a half. 
I'm pretty sure if they were uh, going well, to mow them over, they would have by now. Well, yeah. uh, he said invade a NATO country. And so they're mm. trying to put up the idea that it's going to be Poland because Ukraine is not a NATO country. Right. And so this was the argument in Vietnam, right? We have mm-hmm. to stop the communists from taking over South Vietnam mm-hmm. because it'll just be a march through the countries. And that was a debacle. You know, the interesting thing, too, is Tucker Carlson was mentioning that, like, the 650,000 richest people of Ukraine Mm -hmm. have fled the country. Like, their rich Mm -hmm. are no longer there. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the average age of, like, recruits in the military now is 45 years old. I mean, they're just burning through troops. And so something has gone terribly wrong um, there's also a new congressional inquiry into why mm-hmm. um, that Congress just found out um, they were interviewing um, uh, David Sachs, who's been involved. He said, we had an instable inst- uh, a draft agreement in Turkey that was signed by the Ukrainians. Um, this was back at the beginning of the war. The leader of the Ukrainian delegation said they had a deal. Um, Oleski Eratovov, who worked for Zelensky, said they were popping champagne bottles because they had a deal, a truce. This was near the beginning of the war. But then Boris Johnson flew into Kiev, and all of a sudden the deal fell apart. So they said, it seems like now we're appropriating more money to return to a negotiation we had for free at the war's beginning. It said, where in the world was the congressional oversight when the this truce was being negotiated at the beginning of the war. Yeah. So they're trying to dive down into that. Why did it get sabotaged? It seems pretty obvious why it got sabotaged. <laughs> yes. I mean, I don't know how anyone can avoid how obvious it truly is. So I, I this is it's just stunning. The House uh, impeached uh, the border security chief. Oh, yeah. Oh, he you know, they well, the thing about it is you impeach in the House, but mm-hmm. then you convict in the Senate. Exactly. It's, no, it's not going anywhere. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, he's here to mm-hmm. stay. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like a bad rash. He's not going away anytime soon. It was their feeble was, attempt to, to say, look what we're doing, because they don't do anything. So it was like, look what we're doing, and oh, they shot us down. Those darn, those darn uh, Democrats shot us down. But really and truly, it's about trying to look like you're doing something. Now, some people might look at it and go, "Well, they did something, so that's good." They haven't done hardly it anything. Achieved. <laughs> yeah, yeah it achieved, achieved nothing. nothing. That I mean, isn't that so typical of mm. politicians? You're doing things that don't achieve anything. But yeah. you're, you're doing stuff. You're it's, busy work. I call it fake you know, fight. It's a fake fight. But go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a fake fight. So um, one of the um, congressmen, Republicans, came out and said that he wanted to report, because they've been following this, that yesterday a total of 269 Chinese nationals illegally entered the United States. And that was with the Border Patrol then uh, reporting in fiscal 24, 2024, 20,000 individuals from China have crossed the border. Now, these are illegal people. These are not coming through our immigration system. Um, and then in 2023, 24,000 Chinese migrants, they're calling them illegals, illegally crossed the border. So in just two years or a year and a half, you have 44,000 
Chinese migrants. And there were 2,000 in 2022. And in 2021, there were 342 total, total. But now we're in the tens of thousands. And many of them, here's the other thing, the Chinese will not allow our people, our overseers, to look through their criminal databases to make sure these are not criminals or party members. Of course they won't. Of course, they're just, they said, various law enforcement databases in China, we, they're not allowing us access to those. Well, yeah. So this really looks like maybe a migration for people who are suffering somewhere in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's five billion of those. And then an invasion of Chinese Communist Party members who have an agenda to be here. And this doesn't happen for free. You know, this is a paid operation. Right. So anyway, those numbers were pretty staggering to me. 44,000 just in the last 18 months. So true. I was listening to a, a clip about a, a guy that visited down in Panama and the camp was much different for the Chinese than it was for anyone else. He felt like they were gathering intelligence. He felt like they you know, obviously he couldn't take pictures. He couldn't do there. He couldn't do things at the uh, at this camp that he could at the other camps and that they took him through the pass, the very dangerous pass. Um, to make it look like it's very natural and organic, but it was absolutely not. And when he saw what he saw with the shape of the the place they were in and the way that they were doing it and everything was secretive and barred off and the Panamanians did not like it. They did not want them there. But for some reason, um, uh, this group had access to this particular piece of land. But they put them through the pass um, so that they could look at, like it was an organic thing. It, it's clearly not. And that's what the guy walked away saying is this is not right. This is very yeah, wrong. Uh, yeah. That whole interview with Tucker Carlson, it was Brett Weinstein, who is a science professor, actually. And uh, he went down with Michael Yon, who you've had on the show. Mm-hmm. And it was it's the Darien Gap. Darien and Gap. Yep. he just said this was way wrong. He said, um, they won't say why they're there. They mm-hmm. uh, they have no interest in talking to outsiders. And he said, I think this is, he said, I've been to dangerous places before. I've been to places where people fear their government and can't talk to you because it's not safe. This didn't feel like that at all. Like the reason they weren't talking to them had nothing to do with, oh, we're so afraid. It's they just don't want them knowing what they're up to. It is, I mean, we pay for security in this country Mm -hmm. hundreds of billions of dollars. And right under our noses, they're allowing this to happen, which doesn't that suggest to you that maybe there is some blackmail involved, something holding over somebody to allow this to happen. It would also say that Uncle Milty was right. He'll love hearing that. Uncle Milty was right and that um, uh-huh. Biden is already, that we've already sold out to China. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, Long honestly, time ago. That is what this this really seems like a symptom of that. I don't see how there's no other explanation for this. Do we become their their Ukraine? Just like we are bombarded and cooed Ukraine, and it's really us versus Russia there, or do we become that type of Ukraine for China? It's a question. Yeah, that's a, that's a really, really good point. And this is really, I mean, if you think of an infection, this is like a parasitic infection. Yeah. They're going to come here and just take and not build our our economy in any way 
They're here for nefarious purposes. And we've talked about it before. Like, why are they letting the cities just crumble into nothing? Yet, if the president of China comes over, they instantly clean up the streets. I think there's all China has these hundred year plans. And I think part of it, this is the Communist Party, is to take over these these areas, you know, whether they're buying distressed properties or uh, because they say property prices are going down in San Francisco. Um, They have huge vacancy rates. Mm. So it makes more sense that this is some kind of deliberate scheme for that to happen. We're going to come right back. More with Susan Reeve when we come back. And we got Julian Assange, Mitch McConnell. There's something about him. Men and women. Be right back on this Valentine's Day. Be right back. Um, Please text Birch Gold. Text the number 989898. Would you do that for me right now on your phone? That way I at least know you've you've got the information. You just text my name. That's the only message you send is K-A-T-E. Kate, okay? Text 989898. And they're going to just give you some free info. There's no obligation or anything. You just get to look at that information. And things are constantly changing. And it's really important this year. I think this year is... I'm not going to be one of those hosts that says this year, the election will determine the future of the country because that's the big lie. Actually, I think the elections were taken over a long time ago, to be honest with you. Um, But what is really going on right now is the monetary system is going to be completely changed. And I just want to make sure you're okay. And everything that you've worked hard for is okay. So text Birch Gold, please. Um, 989898. Just give it a look. See, okay. No obligation. And um, they're terrific to work with if you have, if you have questions. They're really great because everyone's situation is different, you know. People are wondering what to do with their money right now. Do you, do you hide it under the mattress? Do you keep it somewhere? What do you do with it? And um, there are answers depending on your situation. Text 989898. Text my name, Kate, okay? Then I know you're okay. Um- this is the Kate Daly Show. I love you. I love you. I really love you. I think he really I loves her. You, <laughs> I love you, my sweetheart. I know. That's the next gaggy song that you get today uh, for Valentine's Day. Uh, welcome back to the show. Make sure you uh, text Birchgold 989898. Text them my name, Kate, for some free information. You can't go wrong with free information, right? And um, look at that and then decide what to do. How much, you know, they're great to talk to to say, how much should I take out in cash? How much should I have in the bank? How much gold and silver should I have, depending on my age and my situation? And we know that um currencies come to an end they always have and we know that new ones start up and the new ones starting up is digital currency and it's a way to track every single item every single thing that you do in your life and it's a way to control i've had many guests on talking about that control before that happens and if they do something in a disaster form where you would lose everything you have you look at your bank balance statement would that be the same statement the next day i always wonder about that to tell you the truth um, I can see them doing it. Remember what they did in the Great Depression that was manipulated. Please text Birch Gold 989898. That's the phone number that on your phone. And then uh, 989898 and then text my name, Kate. Um, you'll get some free info. And uh, Susan, 
coming back here. It is Valentine's Day, Day of Love, or I, as I call Hallmark Enrichment Day. So, yeah. um, <laughs> so you wanted to talk about chocolate for just a moment and all this yes, madness. Yes, I did. Actually, okay. I have loved chocolate since I was a child. It is my favorite thing ever. Yeah. But it turns out that sugar and chocolate prices are soaring. In fact, uh, chocolate has almost doubled in the last few months, a doubling in a year, up to $6,000 per ton. And the chocolate industry is saying it is a huge shock. Now, part of it is due to El Nino. El Nino hitting the coast of Africa, so kind of underneath the bump of Africa. And there's two main countries, Ghana and the Ivory Coast. And so, sure, yeah, there's weather, but this is also inflation-related. In fact, Hershey's just warned last week it's going to be cutting jobs. Uh, in order to trim about $300 million from its budget. Because if all of your costs of doing business are skyrocketing as well, your energy costs and uh, people expect higher wages to meet all of their higher living expenses, mm-hmm. well, now you've got to start laying people off because you've got to meet those that money uh, requests somehow, some way. And so when you also, people have noticed, like high tech is just shedding tens of thousands of jobs and people are going, why now? What is happening? It's inflation to a large degree. It's going up. But um, these countries, you know, this is their main export. And one of the, the people said, how many cookie manufacturers are going to be putting in fewer chocolate chips in their cookies? <laughs> That's so true. And, and more, yeah, more restaurants are going to be offering cheesecake and things like flan instead of their chocolate desserts. Mm -hmm. And so recognize if you are missing out on chocolate, it's due to, you know, inflation. It's a product of um, a manipulated government is really what it is. uh, It really is. And here's the funny thing, too, is they have found out how good dark chocolate is for you. It has polyphenols in it. And like the 70% and above chocolate, we should be having a few ounces of that every day, nutritionists say. And so I I have to do that. I, that's something I do every day. That's why I drink chaffee. I actually really love chaffee. <laughs> I really do. Oh, yeah. It is a wonderful yeah, drink. And uh, I do. I still start every single day off with chaffee. I love it. And I'm a big, huge fan of it. We're going we're gonna to come back. You have some things on Julian Assange. Mitch McConnell had something kind of interesting happen that we'll talk about. And, uh, of course, men and women. There's some things that we need to talk about with that because it's Valentine's Day, everybody. Um, but do you want to give us a, we have about a minute. Do you want to give us a, a teaser on, on the Mitch, McDon- Mitch McConnell? Yeah, well, everybody knows Mitch McConnell is um, married to a woman who... Um, was on the Trump administration, and she's Chinese, has five Chinese sisters, uh, big connections to China, and one of those sisters, head of a shipping company, just passed away, died in a car accident Hmm. in Texas. We'll talk about it. Yeah, you know, it was, there's been some interesting, uh, somebody from the Trump administration just died as well, suddenly, um, as well, right? So there's been, there's been some, that was, that was who? Oh, that was actually somebody who was murdered in a carjacking yes. in Washington, D.C., and Trump talked about it at one of his recent rallies and said this guy was phenomenal, brilliant, and they have had something like 900. 900-
hundred carjackings in D.C. D.C. is so tiny. Yeah. Hmm. I'm always a little suspect of some, you know, things uh, going on, manipulated things. And it might not always work out that way. There could be legit carjackings, but. This is the Kate Daly Show. How long is forever? So near, so far. How long is the journey to the nearest? For your love song listening today. <laughs> for one gaggy love song after another for you. You're welcome. Uh, we aim to please here at the Kate Daly Show. Uh, so happy you're tuned in. KateDallyRadio.com. Always stream from there. No matter whatever happens to the show, always go to KateDallyRadio.com and you will know exactly where I'm at or where I'm broadcasting from or whatever the case may be. And um, the multiple stations we're on, you can find those at KateDallyRadio.com. Super appreciate you. And also ActivateFIQ.com. I can't stress this enough. The supplements that you take... Um, the kind of supplements that you take are very, very important to your health. So I wouldn't trip off to the store that, you know, over the counter ones, I'd go to activatefiq.com and get those because they'll absorb into your body. And that's what's most important. Plus it gives you more bang for your buck. So you'll notice the differences um, because you'll notice you're taking really good quality supplements, activatefiq.com, put in the code Kate. And then also I just wanted to say, get over to mypillow.com and preparewithkate.com. Prepare with Kate. You should be getting food storage. Everyone should be getting food storage right now. I think there's disasters coming. And um, I think that we need to be on on uh, on the alert for many different things that could happen. So just be ready. Susan's with me. And uh, I'm so grateful for her and all the research she does. So we'll be talking a little bit about Julian Assange. And uh, we'll get to men and women, too. And uh, so where do you... Oh, by the way, I just want to say they are really doubling down on Russia, the big bad enemy, nukes in play. <laughs> Nukes are going to be in play again. We got these headlines in December, too. But the nukes are in play. And I always love it when they do that. They had to do it right after the interview so that they could double down on Russia, the bad guy again, because it's kind of strange. Anyway, what did you think, Susan? I think it's just a a typical playbook. They fearmonger and then they accuse us of fearmongering. Right. But we see, you know, you can't, I mean, there is the story about the boy who cried wolf, right? And you notice they don't, we kind of stopped teaching that. He kept crying wolf and crying wolf. And then when there was a wolf, nobody believed him. Yeah. So we're at the point where nobody is believing anything uh, coming out of them. Because uh, first of all, there's nothing they can do, we can do. And secondly, the timing of this is very suspicious. Right. I agree. And and it's hard to imagine that Putin has any motive for doing this. He doesn't really have a motive. So. Okay. Yeah. I mean. That's my thoughts. Yeah, I think he he spelled a lot out. Um, everything he said. Do I trust everything? No. But I, there was some sincerity there, and I think we have a pretty good radar for, for lying. And so I actually thought that he was being um, pretty authentic in a couple of places in that interview. More than a couple of places, actually. So that was my thought. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that was my impression, too, exactly, yeah. that there yeah. was some genuine mm-hmm. connection, um, communication there. And, you know, he, it was interesting because he said, said that Russia has, I don't remember how many trillions of dollars of resources— Mm-hmm. And I think he's always been looking for a way to to 
exploit those, get those out of the ground and, and move on with right. Russia's uh, progress. Right. For some reason, the West is just paranoid and aggressive. Yes. Yes. Ah, okay. What do we, where do we go from here? Oh, thinking, speaking of paranoid and aggressive, uh, New York Magazine, um, The New Yorker, had a, a phenomenal article that I have never read anything like this before. So many people re- remember that Julian Assange, uh, who was the head of WikiLeaks and leaked a bunch of emails about Hillary and John Podesta. In fact, John Podesta is now back in the administration taking over climate change. Um, those creeps. Anyway... <laughs> He has been in a in Nomar's prison in the UK for all these years. There was an originally a rape charge, and that was dropped. And now they are trying to extradite him to the United States. And the prediction is, if they extradite him to the United States, the CIA, the people who were in charge of say Jeffrey Epstein's security, that uh, Assange is going to get killed. Mm-hmm. is that uh, they're very upset and angry with him, and he has more secrets to tell. So what's happened is there is a Russian artist by the name of Andrei Malodkin, and he came up with this idea. He, is, uh, he acquired a 32-ton Swiss bank safe, and in it he says he will destroy works, artworks, works by Picasso, works by Rembrandt and Warhol if the WikiLeaks founder dies in prison. Hmm. And they are calling this the dead man switch. The dead man switch, and it's like an art project. Um, he, a reporter went over there and he showed them the inside of the safe. It has five different locks. Um, It said inside were a handful of custom-built plywood crates, which will eventually hold a group of works donated by artists and collectors. So he actually has people who says, I will donate my Rembrandt, Hmm. right? Um, There will be pieces uh, by Andy Warhol, Picasso, and the the, uh, estimates of the collective value will be about $40 million. And they have 16 artworks donated so far that they're expecting more. But listen to this. In the middle of the crates was a small pneumatic pump connecting two white barrels, one containing acid power and the other an accelerator that could cause a chemical reaction Mm -hmm. strong enough to turn the entire contents of the safe to debris within two hours. So on February 20th and 21st, Assange will be facing a court hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to be his final appeal to the United States uh, that they're trying to extradite him. There's going to be two video cameras, one fitted in a corner of the safe and one outside it. And they're going to be live streaming on YouTube. In the event that Assange should die in prison, a remote control button will be activated to set off the chemical reaction and the contents of the safe will disintegrate. Um, it says only if Assange is released as a free man will the art be returned to its owners. That Assange is a red line. Now, you read this and you think this is totally bizarre. Who in their right mind would think this up? And yet, I think this artist recognizes that the powers that be value 
some things more so than a human life, mm-hmm. like pieces yeah. of art. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Yeah. Um, um, and so it's, they said it's kind of a human shield, this dead man switch, but in the form of art, an art shield. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> there is a lot going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Julian Assange and the people behind him who are his advocates and supporters say, we know even more than we've told. Mm-hmm. We have more that we're ready to tell. Mm-hmm. And um, we we need him alive. Right. His life means so much to us. So that is happening yeah. right now in real time. Mm-hmm. The only question I have is, is that... You know, we're, we're in thick with MI6 and the Mossad and all the intelligence agencies. So if we wanted him dead, we would make sure he was dead because we work lockstep with those guys. So I wonder why they haven't done that yet, unless they have, but we don't know about it. You know what I mean? I don't know. Just something to think about. I think um, there has been proof of life. Like mm. his family has recently been to visit him not too long ago. Okay. Um, and you're right, but I think there's just forces at work. Yeah. I think there's mm-hmm. just, you know, threat upon threat, blackmail upon blackmail. And so it's a stalemate. Uh, and I think they also know that WikiLeaks probably has their own dead man switches that things are going to release if he is killed. Mm. Okay. We're going to come, uh, we're going to come right back. And of course, uh, headlines like i said it's all about russia it's all about nukes and then of course uh the nonsense babble from mitt romney the new world order guy and we just have so much in today's news and then it's valentine's day (laughs) it's love day so so what do we do we're going to talk about all of it and we're going to talk about men and women too when we come back more with susan the great susan reed when we come back don't go anywhere kate Downing show interesting what happens to those this is the kate daly show there on the stairs seemed like an angel had answered all my prayers oh i bet you're feeling really romantic right now right anyway no i'm a huge romantic i really am i I did get married in 12 days that that tells you i'm a romantic right so i'm not uh i'm not an unromantic i just uh valentine's day just cracks me up so i always make fun of it sorry it's just me and i also want you to share in the worst possible song that i think none of us want to hear anymore here you go (laughs) sorry Oh, that song, Feelings by Albert Morris. Anyway, uh, Susan, back here with you, and we got to talk men and <laughs> got to talk men and women. I think that's the ultimate cheesy song. But do you have an ultimate cheesy song, Susan? Oh, that, I mean that one really takes the cake. So, yeah, <laughs> that air supply, carpenters, you name it. Anyway, uh, anyway, so let's talk. Um, if you wanted to finish anything else up, or men and women, where do where did you want to go? Um, We can talk about men and women. Um, There is some really fascinating research that's come out um, by Brad Wilcox, in part wrote a book called Get Married, Why Americans Must Defy the Elites, 
forge strong families and save civilization. It's really a powerful message. Mm-hmm. And he um, he's a member of my faith, which is um, a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And he looked at a county that is one of the strongest married counties in the country, mm-hmm. and it is Utah County, Utah. And there are it has the highest proportion of married families of any mid-sized county, uh, more than 50,000 people. And what's interesting about this is they're trying to figure out what is the basis for stable civilization and individual happiness. And he looked at a bunch of these statistics, um, and he said, you know, this county attracted all these jobs from big corporations. People wanted to um, use this workforce, but it said it's not an outlier. It's not that unusual Hmm. that any place in America where you have – um, these stable middle class areas, he said, it is one of it has a lot to do with religion. Where are the most religious communities tend to be very, very stable. So he said places like um, Williamson County in Tennessee, which has a lot of church going, evangelicals, Protestants, etc. And um, he said of these top 10 counties, half are among the most religious places in the nation. And these are the most stable. He said, so when you look at the four groups that in terms of neighborhoods and counties, what four groups are the masters of marriage? They've really figured it out. They're very successful. In fact, um, something like 80% of the most affluent class is, um, is married. But if you look at the most impoverished communities, they have like a 50% single parenthood rate. It's a lot different. So he said of these masters of marriage, the people most likely to get married, the first group is the faithful, people who attend worship services. And because these churches, um, they provide practical, social, emotional, financial support, they're more likely to believe on principle that marriage is good and it's good for kids, which we know statistically is true. true. He said the second group is conservatives, and this is the classic American middle mm-hmm. class, hard work, financial success. These also like um, traditional marriage, and they also believe in sexual fidelity in marriage. That turns out to be really, really important because um, in some of the higher elites, I remember when they interviewed um, President Kennedy's personal secretary, she gave an interview about regarding a book, and she said, you know, these people at this echelon, everybody has affairs, everybody sleeps around. But see, in a middle-class situation, you can't do that. There's too much at risk. She said the third group is strivers, and those people, um, they're the professionals. They have, a, you know, degrees and they make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. The fourth group is Asian American. So, you know, we talked about the Chinese coming across the border illegally, but most of those are single young men. Chinese, I mean, excuse me, Asian Americans tend to have some of the highest education in the United States. They tend to be the best educated, best incomes, fastest growing racial group in the United States. And because of their tradition, which tend to be Confucian, Hindu, Muslim, they are very family-oriented and put family first. Um, But the statistics came out, who tends to get married and stay married? Mm -hmm. Faith. Faith is the strongest 
predictor of marital quality when compared to other factors like ideology, education, race, and income. You know how much time the news media, corporations spend on ideology, race, income equality? Those come in second, third, and fourth to faith Mm. as the predictive factor, which, thank goodness that I'm in the right category because, you know, I had a a 40-year marriage and... Faith played a massive role in that. He was so wonderful. Kevin was amazing. He was a guest on the show many, many times, and you two were a dynamo, dynamo couple. Oh, thank you. Yes, Kevin was my soulmate. But I'll tell you what got us through. You know, we had seven kids, and what got us through a lot of challenges was just knowing that there's a higher power. Um, We were raising our kids in our faith, and that ultimately the marriage, not just me, not just him, but the marriage was important. And so we also have a belief in my faith that we are to seal, seal together for time and all eternity. People may mm-hmm. have seen our temples. Mm-hmm. And just having that as an ideal makes you want to try harder when things look really I love that. When things are really tough, right? Yeah. yeah. Um so this family structure is the biggest factor in predicting if poor kids are going to realize the American dream. Again, it's not race. It's not education. It has to do with family structure. And family structure, success has to do with faith. So as we see more and more people having strings of marriages, more and more people not even bothering to get married, um, you know, there's a lot of stories out of the UK. If you read the Daily Mail, well, there's well, they say so and so and his partner. Yeah. You know, people just aren't bothering to get married. So I just think on Valentine's Day, it's good to remember that it's worth it. And people do this; they do it successfully. I I personally know a lot of people with marriages fifty years, sixty years, forty years. Um, it's, in my circle of friends, that's the norm. It's really how committed you are. People ask me how we have stayed married uh, 30 years with, um, just about 30 years with uh, getting married in 12 days. And it was because both of us had the commitment going in that we were there to stay. And you're always going to hit rough times and you're always going to hit great times and it's okay. And you'll make it through, but it makes you a, it makes you a better person to go through all of that. I so appreciate you sharing too. Um, what matters to you and your relationship because you you were in an amazing relationship like you said for 40 years thank you Susan really appreciate you on this Valentine's Day and of course be faithful be fearless share the show and uh, the insights uh, that we bring here really appreciate you donate to the show that's right on the website katedallyradio.com but have a great Valentine's night all right we'll see ya Those kinds of people. Be right back.